Hello everyone and before going to in the podcast I just want to know that if you are a parents who really working hard to manage your teenager if you really think that how can you manage a teenager and how you can manage your child and how can you make a good connection with your child then this episode must listen for you because in this episode our guest Dr. Vibhuti Sharma talk about really the connection how can you build a connection how can you understand your teenager your child and make a good connection with him and really enjoy this relationship and your parenthood so let's get into in this and welcome back on another episode of Vishnu Vishnu podcast i am your host vishnu and in this episode our guest dr vibhuti sharma she is a faculty member at a national public school bangalore she got her phd focused in fish parasitology from CCSU and master degree focused in psychology from Jen and also a author of Adolescent Parenting. So in this episode, we're going to be deep on this topic. So let's get started. So first of all, thank you so much, doctor, to come on my show. Thank you so much, Vishnu, for having me here. Thank you so much. Mm. So first going to in this topic, like parenting, childhood, I also want mm-hmm. to know about your childhood, like because you mentioned in your book that I'm really glad, like you really glad for your parents to like give you this kind of nurturing. Yeah, of course. Uh, so my childhood, uh, I would say that uh, I had a kind of uh, blessed childhood and uh, my parents, uh, you know, uh, they have brought me up really well. And uh, it was a uh, it was a happy childhood. It's not that we had to face a lot of problems and issues. So uh, and it's not I had a very good connection uh, with my parents, and I still have it. So that understanding, that relationship between me and my parents developed over the years. So I I here I don't want to say that. Uh, I was not uh, uh, the proper adolescent. I was very much a proper adolescent. That means I was a rebel. I used to throw tantrums. I used to be angry. But then uh, my mom and my father, they handled it so well. I mean, even for me and for my brothers, they handled this uh, uh, this particular phase of our life so well uh that uh, uh you know we came out of it and we we became really uh, responsible uh, adults and uh, and that period of time it was like they they uh, focused on relationship building so whenever i used to come back from the school whenever my mom or my father had time they used to sit with us and talk talk as in not giving us lectures, they used to figure out like what what is happening in our lives, in our school, okay? Where all we are finding difficulties, whether it is related, uh, related to studies, whether it is related to sports, whether it is related to friends, whether it is related to uh, relationship. All that, they, uh, you know, they were quite open in that thing. And they explained it to us what is right, what is wrong, and whatever we are going through, it is but natural. These changes take place in adolescence and, uh, you know, that's how we were kind of, we built up that trust in our parents. I mean, me and my brothers. 
and uh, after a point of time although uh, you know it was uh, it was not necessary for us to agree on certain things we were peacefully uh, agreeing to disagree also mm-hmm. understood so it is not that when you are talking to your adolescent it is you have to convince your adolescent in whatever you are saying is correct no it is not like that so my parents didn't do that so uh, they were also kind of okay this is my opinion mm. and i respect your opinion and we have to figure out the middle way because you can't go your way and i can't mm. go my way we have to figure out the middle way which is you know we need to come to the terms and we have to find out a uh, middle path so that we can walk together mm. so that was their parenting style also like so it was now, now you are also a mother of a 13 year old boy yeah. so like do you also like balance all these things like do you really satisfied like what your parenthood what you how you treat your boy i try to <laughs> but uh, believe me mm-hmm. uh, there are challenges which are numerous and when mm-hmm. um, when i deal with my son i actually uh, you know i respect my parents more like okay yeah. I, it is only one person i have to deal with mm. my parents did that with three of their children had talked to them and how they manage it really i mean i owe them a lot but then uh, i try to manage my son the same way my parents did but now the time is different the challenges are different but that approach understanding each other talking to each other and finding a middle way it always works mm. how much ever the different time is it always works that's what i believe in like everybody also believe in that but going on this topic further i also want to like i think see your in your book you also pick mm. this topic first is the understanding adult sense because many yeah. people don't do many people don't understand teenager many parents don't do and then right. they just want to be like instant like anything just give me any advice but first you yeah. should have to be understand them so talk yeah. about that what it mean to be understanding a teenager see the thing is teenager is not a child anymore mm. first the parents need to understand that uh your child when he used to idealize you when he was a 4 year old 5 year old that time he used to idealize i mean the boy if they are boy if the children are boys they idealize his father like okay uh, i'll do whatever my father does if uh, the child is a girl child then she tries to copy her mother mm. but as the child grows and comes into this teenage enters this teenage or puberty or uh, you know adolescence so what happens the child start asserting his own identity now he tries to shackle off from all the ties of uh, his or her parent okay shed off all the ties and he tries to emerge out as a uh, individual and asserts his identity proves his identity that i am somebody i am a different person what my father is or what my mother is so in that process it, there are so many changes which are happening in a teenage body teenager's body those changes are uh, cognitive changes 
related to brain, certainly physical changes are quite uh, visible, mm. both in boys and very much in girls. Then there are psychological changes. So many hormones are released, you know, in this particular uh, phase of life that those hormones, you know, they play up with the emotions of an adolescent. And uh, when we talk about the development of brain, all the other areas of the brain are developing. But when we talk about uh, amygdala part of the brain, nuclear accumbens part of the brain, they are just like reptilian brains. That's what I have spoken about in my book as well. Uh, so what is, how are reptiles react? How snake will react when you step on it? Mm. How will it react, Vishnu? Tell me. Yeah, it's react like suddenly that he, he just want to bite you and like exactly. it's not, yeah, he can't able to think exactly. in that. Mm. Yeah, because the snake is scared that you are going to bring some mm. harm to it. It's not that uh, the snake will understand that by mistake you have stepped on it. No. Mm. Snake will immediately, the reflex is, okay, this is my enemy and I have to bite bite him. Mm. That, is, that is the reflex. Same thing, uh, same way adolescent brain also functions under the control of amygdala and nuclear accumbens. So what happens? Uh, their primary reaction is to save myself. So they show that rebellious behavior. Offense is the best defense for them. And, uh, you know, uh, whenever, even if you are saying the correct thing, they, the first thing, first answer they will say is, no, no, I, I don't want to do this. Mm. The first response you'll get is no. Or they will, you know, flare up their emotions like out of the proportion and uh, they'll behave in a very irrational way. So it's all because uh, these people, they're behaving like that reptile. Now, to go further, this amygdala part is the emotion center. Okay, so all the emotions are, uh, what you can say, are flared up. They'll be... Uh, very, very emotional and sensitive at this particular age. Uh, if they are happy, they'll be highly elated. Okay, so all those things are not under the control of the child, of this adolescent. Now, the second part, nuclear accumbens. What nuclear accumbens happens? What uh, nuclear accumbens does? Uh, this particular part is responsible for delayed gratification. That means... I will work hard and I will get the result, desired result. So what happens? You have to do something to get a desired outcome. But because this nuclear accumbens is underdeveloped or just like reptiles in human beings, it stays like that throughout, throughout our life. It's not that later on any or nuclear accumbens will develop. No, nothing. They won't develop. They will stay like that. Okay? Evolution is still happening, so uh, we'll touch upon that later on. But yeah, so what happens? Nuclear recumbent is responsible for delayed gratification, which uh, these children, they don't know. Adolescents don't know. They want the immediate result. I have not studied in the examination, but I want to get good marks. So what is the, what, what, what is the easy way to go? 
copy in the examination. So uh, they will not think about the repercussions. Okay. So when we do something without thinking about the repercussions, uh, then this uh, uh, nuclear recumbent is majorly responsible for that particular thing. Mm-hmm. Now, how to control them? There's a, a part in your brain which is called prefrontal cortex. This pre, uh, prefrontal cortex is still developing in adolescence. And as, we, uh, as adolescents become mature, they become adults, this prefrontal cortex is completely developed at the age of 24, 23-24 years. Okay, so at that particular time, mm-hmm. prefrontal cortex starts controlling amygdala and nuclear accumbens. Now they start rationalizing things. They start thinking like, okay, if I will not study and uh, you know, if I will not study, I will not pass. Mm-hmm. And if I have to pass, then I have to study. And I cannot take the help of unfair means. Okay, so now that now they start starting understanding, like what is right, what is wrong. So that till that particular time period, we have to be very very careful with this uh, and all all the things which are happening in an adolescent's life, whether it is like uh, immediate gratification or flared up emotions, it's just because of nuclear attendance and amygdala respectively. So, yeah. So, parents of adolescents have to be very, very careful when they are dealing with that. So, uh, instead of getting into an argument, they need to figure out like how to settle down their emotions and how to figure out one middle way where both of them can walk together. Oh my God, it's so complicated. I read, I think, sir, two <laughs> times. Yeah, like the first the first chapter is of like understanding adults. There's two times. to so like, oh my yeah. God, it's the frontal core. Like, it, like it's Perfect. because it's really, <laughs> like, it's yeah. really necessary to be understand what is going on. Yeah. You don't just like, I think parents are also doing in this period of time, like they also want like, like they become adults then, like they just want to be like instant advice, just give me like, give me any advice so that I can imply today and get result in night. So that's not going on. And I think you also talk about the type of parenting and that was also, yes. also I think shocking for many parents now. Like is that really type for parents or is like for their type, is that Really, there is any harm or benefit for their teenager? So let's just talk about that. No, the types of parenting, the types of parenting, I simply meant, uh, you know, what is your uh, style of parenting? Which particular style you follow? So the first type is authoritarian parenting. Mm -hmm. So what happens? It's like you are, I mean, you are applying military rules over there. There are so many, lots and lots of rules and uh, the parents are kind of harsh. They, it's like my way or highway. Mm. Okay. So they are not ready to communicate. They are not ready to understand what a child is going through. If the child has a genuine issue uh, in, uh, let's uh, take an example. If the child is, uh, you know, parent expects a child to get up very early, maybe five o'clock, mm. and uh, the child is 
not able to get up so parents is like no you have to whatever come may whether you are sleeping in night whether you are not sleeping in night whether your sleep was disturbed you have to get up by 5 at any cost so they don't understand what uh, you know uh, what child is going through and in this particular style of parenting they just tend to preach and lecture okay they don't communicate basically or you can say it is one way of one way communication there's no two way communication they tell the children what to think they tell their children what not to think what to do what not to do okay they are extremely extremely controlling you can say okay and uh, they just want their children to obedient to be obedient whatever comes may they have to follow uh, the discipline and they have to follow their parents uh, rules and uh, regulations so that is one way of parenting mm-hmm. then you say one style of parenting mm-hmm. okay so other thing is authoritative parenting where uh, it is different from authoritarian parenting where the parenting behavior, behavior is controlling mm-hmm. in this kind of uh, parenting this is my personal I and mean, i like this kind of parenting in this uh, kind of parenting uh, parents have high expectations about the achievement uh, of their kids but then these parents set rules okay but then these rules are set after discussing it with the child okay it's not that in the first kind of parenting what parent will do suppose uh parent wants uh, his or her child to follow a particular timetable parent will design the timetable and say see this is your timetable you have to follow it mm. that is first kind of parenting mm. second kind of parenting authoritative uh, parenting what happens the parent will call the child and then parent and child together will sit and design the timetable and then uh they will discuss about what challenges will be there whether the child will be able to get up at 5 o'clock or which is the convenient time for the child to uh to be up after getting up what all the child uh be able to do right so all that they will discuss and then they will set the uh timetable just to give you an example so they they too have set rules and they too have set boundaries but then these rules and boundaries are designed after discussing and uh, you know uh, guiding their children and reasoning with their children an explanation is given to given for each and every every step a parent is uh, taking so these children they have a sense of awareness they they value more and the parents are uh, themselves also models uh, in a in an appropriate way what they try to preach they also follow them not themselves so these parents are quite affectionate and they support also they understand children uh, like uh, what they are going through and uh, you know it is a kind of bidirectional communication mm, okay. so that is another kind of parenting uh the third style of uh, parenting was uh, permissible parenting or you can say jellyfish parenting style Most so yeah in this 
parent is uh, parent behaves like a rescuer as if their children are there in some kind of catastrophe and they have to rescue their children mm. okay so they don't like to say no to their children they don't want to disappoint disappoint their children what come what may they have very few rules they are very reluctant to enforce rules and uh, you know and you can easily understand what will mm. happen to the children of these kind of parents and uh, sorry to say but most of the parents most of us behave, behave in this particular uh, way most of the time we we try to you know facilitate each and everything for our children not required absolutely not required let them struggle let them find their own way they will learn with that we don't have to facilitate everything for them okay so that is the third kind of parenting and fourth kind is uh, again uh, another negative uh, kind of parenting we can say is neglectful parenting style or where parents are not involved at all physically or emotionally so what will they do they if they are well to do they don't uh, they don't uh, imply any rules no supervision is there no discipline is there they don't uh, spend quality time with the family of course with children uh, and they feel guilty about it no i am not spending time with my child and what do they do then they feel guilty they give them gifts this is these are the other kind of parents we have in present time they give them more and more gifts they facilitate everything you know they provide all sorts of facilities but their time mm. they don't communicate so these are the different kinds of parenting mm. so there which lead to a good uh, citizen i mean a child develop into a good responsible citizen or to a irresponsible citizen the fourth one you talk about i think uh, like uh, dr amit also talk about that like they yeah, like his model is about like parking you park oh. a van and then when you need it like in your like old exactly. age then you use that the car and like you just give them rules and all kind of regulation you use them and then it's going on no, the same way see again huh? children will also uh, be there with you if you have made the connect properly during their childhood and adolescence mm. if you have uh, if you are done with your responsibility giving them gifts and money and whatsoever facilities in your old age child will also do the same isn't it vishnu what do you think mm. child will put you in a very good old age home and give you money there and you take care of yourself this is what you have done to me when i needed you isn't it yeah so we like, should be uh-huh. yeah we should be ready for that if we are not giving time to our children mm. we we just depend on facilities okay i am earning money i'm giving you money you do whatever you want to but i don't have time for you mm. then in our old age if we expect them to give us time it's uh, irrational mm. i think many i think you also watch many videos and people blame their like their child to doing uh, like this kind of things but if you mm. don't yeah like spend time with your childhood in their uh, 
like adults and and the teenager life then how can they will be yeah, like a response like like a behave in a good way with you in that your that's that's simple like that's the things and i think that that's also lead a other topic is like building relationship like exactly people don't focus on that people just give you like you that we shared a rule of that you should have mm. achieved that and we can give you everything money and that kind of regard just enjoy your life they don't focus on the building relationship and then they need relationship they need the child time and then they say okay bye papa you take your money and all kind of things i don't need you because you never give me any your valuable time or not we building at that kind of relationship yes see children see we humans let's not talk about children only and of course our topic is on mm-hmm. uh, parenting but yeah we humans as that we require time the time is the most precious thing in our lives in present scenario okay so mm-hmm. if we are giving somebody our time okay that means we value that person whether it is our spouse whether it is whether uh, those individuals are our children or anybody else if we are devoting our time for that that means we value them the most in our life isn't it yeah. so that's how it is so if you value your children in your life if it is with or your spouse or for that matter any other relationship your parents your friends you need to give some of your time to them so uh, these days it is like most of us i mean i'm i'm not a uh, what you can say uh, one exception to that i also do it all most of the time that i'll be sitting on my phone and scrolling up and all while somebody from my family will be sitting there and looking at me like what am i doing mm. so we need to consciously cut down on those uh, things and stop uh, making friends virtually okay but we have to value the people who are around us who are there with us okay we need to give them our time and yes building relationship is all about that it building relationship with anybody if if you want to build relationship with anybody mm. you need to give them your time mm. rather than giving them precious gifts but i think there is a two aspect people also confusing now that a, one is the quality and the other is the quantity many people mm. think that i will be spend with you like 5 hours talking and i will spend with you two days to stay with you but all the time you just ignore me you just yeah, scroll on your social media talking to yeah. someone else watching movies or tvs and that kind of show that's not what like exactly you are talking i'm right correct 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 Mm. I want quality I'm talking about quality time with your people mm. with whom you want to build relationship mm. otherwise you'll be spending time building relationship virtually not with the people physically I and mean, who are close to you mm. and like just yeah. be you with on them and I think yeah. like you talk about relationship I think the most like crucial issue for like parent child relationship is to like mm. desire to speak freely about issues and that's exactly. not happening yeah the the generation gap is uh is uh you know is the main cause for that see whatever the uh, there is a 
difference of opinions between one generation and other, another generation if you talk about my generation mm. we didn't have internet which is the most distractive thing you can say the people get distracted because of internet and everything is present uh, is available online okay mm. now so we had no other choice but to you know but to uh, mix with our uh, friends who were uh, around who were uh, uh, staying around us or uh, talk to our parents and everything and uh, and just to give you an example but when you talk about present generation everything is there on your fingertips so you just scroll you just open that uh, uh, google and you type how to be in a relationship how to make a girlfriend how to make a friend i mean it is there the guidelines are there so if they don't have to seek anybody's help for that isn't it and then apart from that there are so many social platforms which are there in which you can just uh, you know you can meet new people okay so there are so many dating apps there are so many chatting apps which were not there in our time so i mean just to give you an example how the generation is different how how the two generations are different okay um and this these differences in beliefs in values in opinions these cause generation gap okay i'm not talking about internet uh, particularly there are other factors also there are cultural factors also sure. in my generation uh, i mean we used to wait for uh, uh, summer vacations to go out somewhere but then nowadays what is happening if there is a long weekend okay let's go out to a close by place and a holiday somewhere so i mean these are the small small things before uh, okay there is a special occasion your birthday is there or diwali is there or some big festival is there or some important wedding is there then only the clothes will be stitched now i like this i will buy it there there shouldn't be any occasion for that okay so these are the small small things which uh, which you know which separate one gen- generation from another uh, other one and effect of the this generation gap include conflict among relationship and misunderstanding between uh, the people so uh, the people uh, the children or you can say the people of your generation will not be able to understand what we have gone through in our generation or when we were growing up what kind of challenges we were facing okay or and uh, at the same time we might not be able to relate to the challenges you people are facing because we didn't have those challenges in our time mm, but yeah th- yeah but i think like we both understand with the communication yes <laughs> so that is why i'm saying communication is very very important telling children your stories in a funny way is important not in the form of lecture when we were young we used to do this that's very boring and outdated seriously i'm telling you your instead of your child being trusting you that child will run away from you mm. so that is there but then it is important to 
tell the stories uh, to younger generation like what how it used to be when you were young mm-hmm. okay like my son always say i i ask him to study during the vacation he used to do it so his thing is that time you had no other job and actually what he saying is correct then we were studying there was only doordarshan mm. that national chan- channel and it used to come for two hours not throughout the day mm. okay so we used to wait okay but till 8:30 we will study and we whatever we want to do we'll do 8:30 the programs will start and we'll see for one hour that's it mm. okay so we had that much of time now these children they have options they have uh it's not just uh, the tv is running different shows are running throughout the day they have uh, access to internet they have access to different other platforms where they can interact with their with their friends and uh, make new friends so the generation is totally different so my expectations uh are you, you can say are obsolete with uh, uh, you know with the present generation so they cannot do it but then some of it they can again you have to find a middle path mm. it's okay you can't be sitting on internet throughout the day you can't be uh, chatting with your friends throughout the day you have to study for four hours or two hours or whatsoever mm. so right. you have to set your expectations and communicate like it's about balancing from my perspective exactly okay. yes mm. yes and the other thing is like trust trust building like you yeah. can talk with you can't talk with your parents if you don't trust them like the exactly. and exactly. like you also talk in your book what exactly you meaning about trust building and how can if your parents really uh, facing this problem to build a trust and how can they will be allied to do that see for trust building i'm not saying given to whatever your child is asking you okay mm-hmm. you don't have to agree to whatever they are asking to that's not building trust that means you are getting yourself exploited in this relationship i don't mean that when you are communicating with your child properly when you are setting your expectations right when you are uh, taking his or her opinion okay without judging that person with, without judging your child then you are uh, you know when you listen to them okay whatever they want to say whatever how however they want to express themselves okay so when you listen to them automatically that trust is built you don't have to advise them all the time you don't have to advise them just listen to them consciously what problems they are facing what they are going through what they want to do ask them so this is the problem according to you what do you think will be the solution if the child say child will these children are very smart let me tell you vishnu your generation and the children who are coming now they are very 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 smart okay they know the solution the thing is they need parental support in taking those decisions because they are still scared to take that uh, that particular decision where how my parent will react okay whatever said and done they will just look up to their parents you know whenever they are facing any kind of difficulty 
So if that trust is there, when you communicate with your child properly that, okay, this is the solution, this is the situation you have, what is the solution according to you? The child is saying, okay, I have so-and-so solution. Then you suggest like, okay, this solution is right. Do you want to add this particular thing or suggest some other solution and just wait what your child has to say about it. It is not that you have given the solution. Okay, I feel you need to do this in, for this particular problem and you will be sorted. Mm. No, don't do that. Mm. I would say, suggest that, okay, speak to the child, ask him. I mean, child means, with child, I mean adolescent. Okay, ask like what according to you be the solution for this problem. They will give you. Uh, three, four solutions, they themselves will give you. I'm pretty sure about it. And if the child is not able to figure out the solution, then you suggest, okay, I feel uh, this could be a solution to your problem. What do you say? What do you have to say? Do you feel that it is going to work out or you need to incorporate or you need to think of some other solution? So when you will listen to your child without judging them, without uh, preaching some kind of thing, uh, some kind of, uh, uh, what you can say, some kind of lecture or uh, without, uh, uh, you know, you are not always advising them, then that will build up the trust. And again, the parents need to be very tactful when I say, don't advise. I, uh, I don't mean that you don't have to tell them like what is right, what is wrong. Do it very, very tactful mm-hmm. in a very friendly way. There is another thing uh, which I always say, I am a friendly parent, but I am not my child's friend. Mm-hmm. There is a different thing. See, my child can have many friends. Okay? Mm-hmm. He, throughout his life, he'll make friends, but he has only me and my husband as parent. So there has to be a parental figure in a child's life, how old that child is. I mean, whether the, whether your child is an adult, whether he is an adolescent, whether he is uh, a toddler. Mm-hmm. Parental role is very, very important. Parental care is very, very important. So I am saying, I always say I'm a friendly parent. I try to understand what my child is going through. But then when time comes for being a parent and show my parenting skills, I have to be a parent, not a friend. I cannot allow my child uh, to abuse his or her body as per his wishes because uh, because I'm a, I'm his friend and he wants to do something which a friend would, would uh, allow. But... Being a parent, I need to take that decision. No, this is not right for you at this particular hour. I can't allow you to do this. Mm. So that is the role of a parent in a child's life. And that parental figure has to be there throughout the child's life. I mean, of course, it is uh, after death, we won't be there. But then, yeah, as long as... The child is there, that parent has to be there, parental figure has to be there. Be a friendly parent, not a child's friend. That's a different thing. Mm, that people have to understand. And I think the other things like discipline, I think was the topic. Like discipline is important. Many people think that when, they, like you also talk in that, 
you talk in very good way like like uh, don't be too much yeah like stick with the rules and that kind of things you should hmm. have to make a balance but also you uh, like uh, make your child like a discipline no hmm. just yeah like also yeah like uh, take some kind of limit that that's your limit don't cross hmm. that because, yeah exactly. we well, yeah so that's also a big thing for many parents sorry that is also a a big thing because people big many thing. parents don't know that how to set the limits and exactly. how how you do that and like how you set the limits like that's your limit you yeah don't have to cross that see setting limitations and setting boundaries is uh, important in each and every relationship okay mm-hmm. i'll give you one example mm-hmm. uh, okay uh, uh, a boy he has many girlfriends many friends in girl as girls but it shouldn't be like every girl is coming and kissing him or every i mean otherwise also there's a girl child and who has many friends among the boys but mm-hmm. it shouldn't happen that the every boy is coming and hugging her and kissing her i'm not saying this right or wrong it depends on your personal set boundaries mm-hmm. okay so you need to identify what is right for you what is right what is wrong for you okay with uh, which person you are going to allow like okay this person can help me which person uh, which particular person you allow uh, that okay this person is not so good friend of mine so he can just shake my hands and i mean just to give you an example yeah. same way this happens with your teenager and yourself also so you need to be uh, very very tactful in designing your discipline disciplinary boundaries okay uh, so in this uh, different uh, parents use different methods in uh, you know deciding about the boundaries but then still again i would say just talk to your child what particular boundaries you need to set in they we have all sorts of principles okay so like i'll say one particular boundary in my house i'm a vegetarian mm. i don't cook non veg mm-hmm. okay but i allow them to have non veg i mean my son to have non veg because he likes mm. but then there is a boundary that first thing it will not come in my kitchen if you want to have it either you go out and have it or you have it in a different plate i'm just giving you an example and you are going to wash that particular thing okay so these are the small small things which come under discipline and boundaries and it is it is again it is a middle way okay i am a vegetarian but here although i don't like uh, you know uh, non veg coming to my house but then for their safety i have to figure out a middle way okay you don't you will not bring that thing into my kitchen you will not eat in my plate you will not use my vessel uh, you know uh, my sink to clean that up do whatever mm-hmm. i don't want that thing to be uh, i will not look at it mm-hmm. so they also have expected okay uh, they will get it from their friend's house they will send it in their own vessels they will have it wash it and send it back 
okay so that is sorted so it happens with talking to each other if i say no it is not allowed in my house okay and you will sooner or later who who is going to listen to you after some time what will happen either the child is frustrated or you are frustrated mm. okay if the child has become rebellious what is wrong in that i am going to do this particular mm. thing so what will happen yeah. yeah so it will lead to frustration and it will lead to unnecessary tussle i mean i have given you one simple example but we have to find a middle way okay i don't want you to spill it in any of my place you cannot eat on dining table you cannot so you have set your regulations and you your rules in place apart from that if they are eating it's fine and like when my son eats non veg i don't allow him to hug me or kiss me until and unless two days are over <laughs> so it's like and he understand that okay today i have eaten non veg my mom will not allow me to come close uh, to her mm. so it's like that so these are the smallest of the things where you can negotiate okay uh, on a particular limit or particular rule like i told you that i i told my son that whole day you cannot sit and chat with your friends so you need to have a particular time i will not disturb you for two hours you decide about the time but for two hours i will not disturb you once two hours are over then you have to shut down your laptop and sit with us mm. so you have to negotiate in that warm and caring atmosphere and of course uh, though these children are rebellious those uh, the emotions in adolescence flare up like anything but then these children are darling they understand what you mean to say they are like i told you they are very very emotional and when you talk to them in a loving and caring way they actually understand and they they would like to do whatever they can for you once that trust has developed once that love and affection has developed they will do anything for you mm, that's the thing and you talk about like tiny things like uh... don't use laptop for 2 hours and then about, like you can't use that but i think yeah. the like biggest problem is the peer pressure and mm. like that many people like your parents and uh, like the adult and teenager don't know how to be a uh, handle that and how to deal with that mhm so okay a, so you talk about it in a very good way in your book also so how yeah. to deal with the peer pressure so please little bit yeah so uh, okay let me ask Uh, you about this thing have you ever been under peer pressure in your life you are very young and you tell me yeah i how was it yeah i was in like i was many it happened in not that much in low like depression and that kind of thing but i feel mm-hmm. that uh, whenever like in the schools uh, like it's so whenever you throw in like some other it really a uh, it's happening a lot of times so. yeah so see um when you talk about peer pressure so basically see again there are everything comes from the parents and it is reflected in children uh peer pressure is very very normal in this particular age uh it could be uh, related to simplest of thing like buying a dress similar to the other friend has bought because 
the friend is looking very cool i don't have mm. that cool kind of dress so i want to look cool okay so that is one thing another thing is about the relationship that particular person has a boyfriend or a girlfriend i don't have it so to to prove myself that i am the coolest boy or i am the coolest girl in the whole class i have to have one boyfriend or girlfriend in the relationship also okay mm. there are so many different kinds of uh, you know uh, pressures i mean these these are other these are the two things which i have uh, spoken about explicitly but other than that it could be related to career that that competition which uh, i mean if as long as it is a fair competition it's fine but then when it when you start competing with somebody else it becomes sometimes it it remains okay and both of you will achieve but sometimes it leads to frustration okay so all these things are very very important and uh, whatever said and done uh if i say uh, friends are the most important people in adolescent life it is not wrong they they like i told you before they start uh you know asserting their identity and in the process they tend to independent uh, become independent um you know they want to achieve independence from their parents and when uh, and they want to show their peers or they, their friends that i am somebody who can take my own decisions mm. okay then they do think about how a particular friend is affecting them positively or negatively okay because they are so much into friendship and they are so much into uh, maintaining these important relationships in their life because they think that only their friends understand them mm-hmm. okay they think like that if a parent is there who who is communicating well with the child or they you are able to develop trust and affectionate relationship with your child uh whenever you are talking about peer pressure or uh, you know uh, about uh, what is right for your uh, child what is wrong for your adolescent or teenager that they these children will understand okay so it is it should be an open discussion without any pressure or without any kind of uh, lecturing so when you talk about them see uh many of the teenagers they start uh, or they give into substance abuse uh, like uh, you know smoking and drinking that's the age where then they start when their peers starting started you know kind of uh, you know sure. uh, luring it ha luring them into all these things see i am doing you don't do that you are such a kid and all those things mm. so it is very important for the child uh, for the parent to uh you know to make your child understand like why it is not good to drink or smoke or to take drugs why it is so uncool okay uh and if you are if you are not taking all these things you are not a child they have to make that uh, uh 
the teenager understands so parental role is very very important when uh, a child has to deal with peer pressure i mean it can turn to turn into very nasty uh, outcomes so they need to be very very careful when they are uh, you know dealing with this uh, peer pressure so when a child is going to a party okay uh, then you need to uh, tell the child talk to him openly that there is a possibility of uh, serving alcohol or uh, drugs over there how are you going to do that how are you going to handle it what time uh, what what are you going to do during that time so you you don't have to tell you just have to throw open that question to them and let them come out with that and uh, most of the time if you say that okay there will be a party and uh, there's a possibility of uh, smoke and drugs and uh, alcohol over there don't do that it is very likely that child will do that Mm. but when you have an open communication that okay <coughs> sorry sorry mm-hmm. how are you going to do how how are you going to deal with all all those things what is your plan do you want to take it or do you not want to take it so if you not if you want to take it what is uh, what is uh, what will be the result and how prepared you are for that particular thing and if you are not one if you don't want to take it what are you going to do when all the friends are pressurizing you mm-hmm. so all those things you need to <coughs> sorry uh, you need to talk to your child and you need to uh, inculcate uh, right and wrong uh, what is right what is wrong in in his or her values you need to teach uh, your child the accountability and then you need whenever they are doing then whenever they demonstrate a good judgment and trustworthiness you need to appreciate them so appreciating is very very important mm. so when you appreciate that trust that relationship okay it becomes stronger whenever your child has shown a good judgment a better judgment that is very very important love and appreciation that's a yes. very yeah like very big way and the other yes. things i think like child do uh, i also did that like to be show other people like like uh, i just want to compare but because i like it happen when you don't get that much love and attention that other people do and you want that then you mm. do that kind of thing and the reason i think is because of the self awareness nobody mm. teaches how to we value your own self everybody Correct. sees that like that gets that person yeah that student or that classmate get that much grade that much popular then you should have to be do that because it's like a comparison game exactly so and, that is another thing parents should not compare their child with anybody else hmm. until it is absolutely necessary and you cannot give that excuse no it was necessary that's why we compared no your child has different abilities different capabilities your child is special okay in all the ways and you need to value the individual individuality of that of your child okay for his holistic growth his or her holistic growth okay so it is okay to be average in studies your child may have different capabilities which an in so called intelligent child who is scoring very well might not have 
okay so we need to appreciate what values and what uh, special abilities our children have so that is very very important krishna mm. and the other thing is the last thing i just want to talk about the decision making because yeah. you talk because nobody like yeah a child will be yeah, like a good parenting you talk about everything you say discipline all these things but if you don't teach your child how to make decisions mm. and how to be think for their own self when the thing is necessary that's a exactly. big part and many people can't able to know what exactly it means when you talk about yes. decision making yes so that is why uh, when i spoke up uh, spoke about parenting style authoritative parenting mm-hmm. so there they discuss everything with their children like okay uh, these are the rules what do you think which particular rule is good for you which particular rule is bad for you which is irrational rule so this is how you are uh, you know helping your child to become autonomous in decision making okay sooner or later the child will have to take decisions for himself isn't it for himself or herself mm. so in this particular teenagers they should be allowed to make small small decisions about themselves let me uh, give you one one example again okay. it is related to generation gap also which i feel now when we were young when we were adolescent parents used to decide most of the time i'm not saying all the time most of the time the child will take uh, after 10th the child will study biology or the child will study maths or the child will study commerce okay depending upon uh, depending upon the capabilities like okay she can do bio whether the child has interest in maths or not nobody used to ask generally i'm talking about for the larger population i'm not saying that time parents were not uh, authoritative parents they never uh, like okay what will child know about his or her career he or she is still a child they don't know about their career we are responsible for making their career and all these things mm-hmm. no present age children if you see they are so smart they know different uh, career options they know what is right for them they know what is not good for them they know where they can excel so when you allow that particular auto- autonomy to your child to take up a subject of his or her interest there is no way that a child will fail in that or flunk in that or not do well in that certainly because that is the subject of his or her interest so the child will put his or her heart heart and soul in that so all these independent decision making are beneficial okay mm. they help them to think and think about their own thinking and ideas what they can do what they can achieve what they cannot achieve so that and all is very very important and uh, again then you allow the child uh, you know some kind of decision making from the beginning for adolescent it, it is very very important of course but for a toddler also but for a uh, young child also maybe 8 or 9 year old also um, taking small decisions is very very important okay 
so let me tell you one one thing from my experience only my son used to ask me when he was very small my son used to ask me before going to loop he was he was feeling uh, uh, to go and relieve himself uh, he want he wanted to use the washroom okay but he he used to take my permission can i go can i please go and use washroom mm-hmm. he was like that so then i understood like okay he he wants my validation in each and every step he is taking so then i spoke to him one day he you can take my uh, you know permission before going but it is not required for this thing it is your bodily need okay it is nature's call you need to relieve yourself if i say no what will happen to you you tell me so he understood that thing he mm-hmm. he said that okay i'll clean my pants and i'll cut a sorry figure in that when he was very small very small as in 3 year old or 4 year old mm-hmm. okay he understood i said so this decision you need to take yourself if you are feeling this mm-hmm. kind of pressure i mean when nature is calling you you have to go and relieve yourself without taking anybody's permission of course if you are in class then you have to ask your teacher Mm-hmm. so maybe from school he has got that uh, uh, uh that, that idea that you have to take permission before you leave so he and i am a teacher too so he he started asking me can i do this can i do that so you need to tell certain certain decisions child i mean this was a very simple ex, uh, example so such small decision a child has to take on his own you know you need to make him independent whether your child is a 3 year old or whether your child is a teenager or you know maybe after that maybe 20 year old or 25 year old suppose a, your child is 25 year old and he like one particular girl mm. and he says that i want to marry this girl so you need to uh, i'm not saying uh, you need to figure out like why why does he like what is the reason whether the girl is really good for her or not without before saying no you can't do this okay you need to understand okay what is the need of your child okay whether the girl is able to support uh, him uh, emotionally or not okay whether the girl is really good for him or not you can't decide okay your child is an adult now he can, he has to decide about himself mm. but in most of the indian scenarios parents are like okay we will decide about your future we will decide that who you are going to marry who when you are going to have kids so everything parents decide so i think it's high time now that parents need to understand their children and communicate with them and allow them to take some free uh, decisions on their own which are actually important for their lives mm, that's the most important things and i th- i think if you heard about the story or not like uh, from my perspective it's not like if uh, a, many parents will be blame themselves if their uh, child will be not doing good uh, in life all these things it's not about uh, all your fault uh, i will be mm-hmm. just want to share a story i think a drunk mm-hmm. man a drunk father have two child and when mm-hmm. he come to home and uh, like in one child perspective that he never gonna drink uh, like uh, alcohol in his own life whole life yeah. because his yeah. father like a drink uh, alcohol every day 
and like yeah. just scream and that kind of thing. And the other child grab the thing is that he gonna be like drink alcohol because his father do. Yeah. There is a two kind of perspective and like we exactly. are all yeah. So I think it's not always parents fault for that uh, like a child uh, any kind of problem they are facing because some kind of, like we are all human individuals and your child mm. will be grow and they will be know. And other things that's so fascinating for me, I think the last thing I just want to discuss is that uh, like uh, now like adult uh, just become uh, like uh, a parent uh, and they also don't know about that much. Uh, and nobody teaches about parenting and all kind of things, not in school, not in, like I, I don't think so. Like our Indian parents teach us better how to become like a good parent and that kind of things. So nobody See, teaches. You tell me one thing, Vishnu, with okay. respecting of any particular parenting style. Mm. Will there be any parent in this world who want uh, their child to be spoiled child? No. Or spoil their future? No. No. They all want, we all want our children to be the best. No. To to become uh, good, no. responsible individuals. No. So, I am actually uh, very against, quite against about this uh parenting workshops okay? okay you we are human beings mm. very social animals mm. uh but we are after all animals mm. do you feel that anybody in this world is teaching a bird how to take care of how to incubate egg eggs or no. how to take care of the young one no it's not about like that like reproduction and that part because in their perspective parents and we are no Parents, for my yeah, like sorry, but it's my uh-huh. that now we are just grown up that much like industry and that way. Now we are uh-huh. not like that. They are not that much, you know. They are not gather and they not build that kind of machine technology and that kind of things. And it was hmm. so complicated going on when you gather or live in a society. So much complicated uh-huh. that not in your verbally and are virtually. So there is a hmm. different kind of things when we compare ourselves to the birds. No, that is there. I'm I'm talking about all the animals or mm. all the plants there. But some sort yeah. of parental care they will show. Okay. But, okay. They don't think it's, about their child career, about their child skateboarding, their child yes, guitar classes. They should have to yeah, yeah. hunt and gather things. So it's exactly. Like, uh. Exactly. Because we humans are mm. social animals. That's what I to, uh, I said in the beginning. We humans mm. are very social and we are civilized you can say we are not barbaric and all we are not staying in the jungles and we have to uh, you know uh, somehow follow certain societal norms mm. okay so we try to uh, we try to give our children whatever is right according to us see whatever is right according to me might not be right according to you not, yeah, that will be not according to right from any other perspective than just yours. Exactly. That's exactly. Also exactly. So what I urge all the parents is you are the parent to your child. Be a friendly parent. Try to understand your child. Try to build that trust with your child. But then when it comes to rise to the occasion as a parent, please rise. When you need to take a decision for your child's uh, well-being, you have to. You have to. So there is no right or wrong parenting. Everybody wants the best for their child. 
but then you have to understand what are the needs of your children okay and when you need to correct them please correct them whether the whole world is saying whole world is saying that this is wrong this is wrong if you feel you are right please do that okay go by your instinct we have innate instincts to be a good parent go by your instincts listen to your inner soul and you'll do a wonderful job as a parent don't we try to become a friend <laughs> yeah that's the point and i am really long clear. way to go for you vishnu long way to go okay yeah, yeah, yeah that's why i am just connected i think before the communication is the best way and i think that's also right with it like person like you who understand hmm. from your experience right that kind of amazing book to be help all the parents and talk about this topic because if i i don't think so if people and the parents don't understand their adulthood their biology psychology and the cognitive right. behavior then i don't think so do you think they will be really understand them like see the thing is that's the intention of uh, writing this book and the per- very first chapter it's like what is happening to the adolescents it is not that their biology is only changing mm. their brain is changing they their psychology is changing so there is a whole lot they are undergoing during this period of 6 uh, 7 years or so okay so uh, they need to understand and when we were kids okay nobody explained i mean in indian scenario very few parents would have got this kind of understanding like okay what is happening in our brain how how our emotions are flared up why we go and give in to certain uh, you know certain uh, certain what you can say uh like i uh, spoke about immediate gratification certain years okay why we get into all those things so nobody explained it to us and nobody explained it to our parents also okay so they they uh, you know they went by their instincts and again uh, now previous generation when we were children we used to have three four uh, i mean the family used to have three four children three to four children or maybe two to three children in a house so they were kind of friends with each other and they used to fight they used to share things now the change, time is changing now the many of the families they have only single child and worst i mean uh, best scenario not worst scenario best scenario they'll have two children in the house okay at the most so now the time has time is changing and slowly uh, it, it will change all the more so dealing with a single child is totally different when uh, you know parents used to deal with three children at a time mm-hmm. right so all these things are very very important when we uh when we go into a parental style or when we uh, take uh, take a decision for our children so that's the thing mm, so we need to be careful about how the world is changing yeah, around yeah. us yeah that's, that's also the my point if you know you can't change with the world then exactly. what change you so that's exactly. my point uh, and i think more people grab this kind of things about parenting to know about them and i'm really glad like uh, everybody who just listening now if you like it this episode is so valuable and also the book also so valuable it's about uh, quality not quantity so you just 
But then at the same time, you can understand like how you are getting flared up, Mm. okay, how your emotions flare up and how you have to control certain things in your life. Mm. So, you being a very smart kid, I think you'll be Mm. able to do that. (laughs) I also want to help my parents and other parents also. Mm. (laughs) That's why I invite you and thank you, thank you so much for your valuable time, sir. And the book, and everybody who is listening now, the uh, link on the description, uh, the book, uh, Adults and uh, Parenting. Parenting is now available on Amazon and I think Paperback also. So go into the mm-hmm. link on the description and also if you want to connect with you, Dr. Vibhuti Sharma, how can people connect with you? Uh, my email is vibhuti13, V-I-B-H-U-T-I-1-3 mm-hmm. at gmail.com mm-hmm. and uh, uh, you can give my phone number as well, 93433-95054. They can text me and if they seek some advice, they can fix up an appointment. I am a senior school counselor and I counsel parents and their adolescents alike. Mm, but so, yep. you can't give any kind of course about that because you don't believe on that. Sorry, easy. what? No, you can't yeah, like make any kind of course because you don't believe on that. Nobody can. <laughs> yes. Yes. No, but then um, it's not about parenting. It's about how to deal with a situation. Mm. So that advice, like I counsel, uh, uh, you know, adolescents on their emotional issues majorly mm. because they undergo many kind of like whatever I have spoken in my book about peer pressure and dealing with different kinds of, uh, you know, abuses, uh, you know, so all that. So in that, I help them. And same day, I uh, help parents also uh, to, you know, take uh, how to go about uh, dealing with a particular problem with their adolescence. So, yeah. So that's what I do. Uh-huh. I don't give parenting lectures to anybody. So that's that's a great thing. And I think you also not care about the parents. You also care about the child. And that's why you write uh, wrote a second book about City Geological Park. That, <laughs> no, that is there. See, that, that is because I'm a teacher too. Mm. So it, And it's not that I don't care about parents. Being a parent, I care about parents too. Mm. But then... Um, yeah, our, I I care about emotional health of the people, emotional and mental health of the people, nature than, uh, I mean, other things uh, don't uh, value much for me. If you are mentally, physically and emotionally healthy, you'll find a place for yourself and you'll do well in life. That's mm. uh, what I feel. Mm. So, yeah, so I do care about Parents, mental health, okay. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, so, this is also a great book about a story, Geological Park. People also get their link on the description. Check this out. And thank you yeah, so thank much. You. Thank you so much thank to you. Please. <laughs> thank you so much, Vishnu. It's, it was long awaited. Thank you for finding time and having me here on your podcast.
Thank, Thank you. So, Thank you so much, everyone. Bye.